Welcome back to Andrea's podcast. Today I have a very special guest, a good friend of mine, Emily Rapp. And uh, Emily is a CPA with over 13 years of experience who specializes in strategic financial planning, financial modeling, and financial statement review. So welcome, Emily. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? I'm great. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you too. I have so many questions. I was like, oh my <laughs> God, this is just awesome. So Emily, can you tell our listeners a little bit about you and what do you do? Sure. Yes. So um, I am a CPA. I went to uh, school for accounting. I've always liked numbers and money and business. <laughs> so That's accounting awesome. was a good, a good fit. Um, <laughs> I started out as an auditor and then spent 10 years at a uh, larger corporation, which um, the last four of those were in financial planning and forecasting and financial modeling, um, all of which I love. But um, at the same time, I had had, we have, my husband and I have two little boys. They are mm. now five and seven, almost seven. But um, so at the time, though, working in the corporate background, I started to question my long-term plan and goals as a mother and things like that. Mm -hmm. So um, just over two years ago, started Sugar Creek Consulting. So we do um, accounting for small businesses, but we also do... Um, add a little extra with financial uh, modeling and forecasting um, since that is one of my passions. It's awesome. So um, thank you for sharing, you know, uh, your background as well. So what made you like take the leap from, you know, have a, a quote unquote secure job, you know, because I think a lot of people has this, they have like dreams and desires and, you know, but we never know what is going to be on the other side. So what made you take that leap and say, you know what, I'm going to just go for it and try this and uh, see where it's going to take me? Mm -hmm. um, it was difficult. It was a harder, more difficult process than I even thought. I would say um, what made me finally do it was the vision, the vision I had of the possibility of mm. um, doing the work, doing work that I loved and still adding value as a um, contributor to society mm -hmm. or, you know, having the fulfillment through work, um, but also getting to have the vision of being the mother that I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. um, I had visions of being there more often, being more relaxed with them and um, not always worried about the phone going off or um, hearing that email ding with all of the things I had to do as soon as I put them to bed. <laughs> um, uh -huh. So um, that vision is what helped. And then I, the process was, as I mentioned, long and hard. And I took a lot of, I did a lot of research, and mm -hmm. asked a lot of people um, what it would look like and kind of how to do it. But um, there were certainly some tears and a lot of self-doubt <laughs> until uh -huh. I finally uh, pulled the trigger and in uh made a decision yeah yeah i think we all go through the same you know like it's it's very scary when you 
quote unquote, leave your safety net to just kind of a adventure, you know, in this new journey that you don't know exactly where it's going to take you. But one thing I found that even like with all my guests and this podcast or, you know, the people I talk to and in our mastermind as well is the fact that we all have a why, like a deep why in that what makes it drives us to, for, to that vision. So, and what I want to ask you is what it was like, it, what it was your why? Why you decided to, to make this, like this decision? Because I think our listeners right now, they, they have this burning desire in their, you know, their hearts, but they're, they might not know yet. So I just want to guide them and help them to discover that why, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, I think the first piece I had, I had always had a vision of wanting to have some flexibility with the, with the children. And, um, you know, right, right now, um, my son gets off, he's in first grade, my oldest. And so getting him off the bus every day is, mm-hmm. um, one of my favorite things. And that was, um, something I wanted to be able to do, but I also wanted to keep working and mm-hmm. I enjoy what I do. I enjoy accounting and numbers and making everything, um, make sense and expl- being able to explain it mm-hmm. to others and help them. So um, I had that vision, but it was very difficult without the kind of the other piece of how am I going to make that work? Mm-hmm. And um, I just took small steps asking um, people that I thought might make sense about mm-hmm. it. And so the vision kind of evolved over time into um, what it is today, which is an accounting firm, mostly doing accounting with some forecasting. So mm-hmm. I had to pivot a little bit along the way and, really just keep asking questions and keep that small next step. You don't know where it's going to lead. And so Mm -hmm. just keep taking those steps until you can um, see it. Yeah, that's awesome. So I know you work with um, a small business, right? So why did you decide to work with small business versus like a, you know, like a big companies and because I think a lot of people has this goal, like, okay, I'm going to work with the big companies only. And what made you decide working with the small business? Um, honestly, it was um, after working with large companies for 13 uh-huh. years. Um, it's a lot more demanding. It's a lot more, the time constraints are very mm-hmm. intense. So we need something right now. We need something tonight. We need something this weekend. And where. um doing accounting and forecasting for small businesses, honestly, is um, I can add, I feel like I can add just as much value, but on a more relaxed time frame and a more mm-hmm. individual basis. So mm-hmm. I can see and learn about a bunch of different companies uh, as opposed to just one, but that one being very intense. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, what, what type of services do you offer? So we do, we have three packages. The first one is a basic kind of standard bookkeeping. So we do your, um, the middle package is a, includes all the bookkeeping, all of the um, financial statement preparation, but also 
financial modeling and cash flow forecasting and analysis. And then we have a higher CFO level package where it's more of an outsourced accounting um, department. And so we do a little more with um, helping integrate technologies and more financial analysis. Mm-hmm. And then you also do a, like a, you work virtually as well, right? Not a just locally. Yes, that's correct. Almost all of our clients um, are virtual. So with the accounting software and advances these days and QuickBooks mm-hmm. online, um, we are able to do work with many people all over the country. That's awesome. That's awesome. We all need you. <laughs> we all, <laughs> all need you. So um, as far as like, um, I would love to just uh, like touch bases a little bit on like finances, especially right now is like, a, you know, almost end of the year, we are like, what? Months? It's not even a quarter anymore. <laughs> It was like <laughs> two, two and a half months, you know, um, right now we are recording this in mid of October. So probably by the time you guys are listening to this, we'll be like almost December time. But um, so as far as like your finances and uh, you have it in your own family and most of our listeners, they have families, some of, the, of them that they do have a small business or they have a side hustle. So, um, and I know that it's very difficult for most people create a, like a, a realistic budget. I think a lot of uh, people, and I'm still learning on this, and I, I, that's why I'm going to learn so much from you today, because, you know, sometimes we live above of our needs and uh, ended up not a really saving for later, or by the end of the year, you were just like, oh, you spent so much on, on, you know, presents and blah, 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 and blah, 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 and then you don't have anything else to, you know, to invest on or whatever. So I think my question will be like, uh, how um, you would help our listeners and myself to make like a better or structure your budget a little bit better. So by the end of the year, you don't feel like, Oh my gosh, I spend all my money. And then in the beginning of the year, it's like, I don't have nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think, I think, um, and a lot of people, you know, the, the advice is so true in terms of like, it's important to make a budget and know where your money's going. But even if that is too ambitious or, or scare some people to think about, I think, a good step is um, the other tried and true advice of like always pay yourself first. So figure out what you uh, want to save, what you want to set aside. Um, make sure you're always utilizing um, tax deferred retirement accounts so they can grow over time and you can get the benefit of compounded interest. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But so to always make sure you at least set aside something in the beginning. So that way, if you follow the normal human tendencies or traits to spend what you have and always make, you know, most people can make what they have work and what you have in the bank. And so mm-hmm. if you can set that off to a side, put it as automatic as possible. Um, I think that's something that could help. And then again, if a budget, if, if it's too overwhelming, you know, to say, I'm going to create a budget and stick to it for each mm-hmm. category, at least, um, looking at your finances, what's going out every month and make sure you're making at least that 
plus what you want to save coming kind of back into your income goal if you are mm-hmm. um, more of an entrepreneur and then you know what you need to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, I don't know, trying to think of other solutions besides the typical make a budget and stick to it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, as far as like, um, do you suggest people to, um, when they start like a creating budgets to do automatic, like a, like you said, you know, you pay yourself first, right? Um, to create it just like an, a diff, like a separate account for themselves and then just put that money and uh, forget that money or. Yeah, that would be. Yes. To set aside yeah, the money, whether, and again, what your goals are, but if it's savings or if you have the opportunity, especially um, with your company, make sure you're maxing out the 401ks and any options like that. Um, and yeah, making it all as automatic as possible. And then you can layer from there. So let's say first you can put the money to the 401k and then maybe you want to put mm-hmm. the money to savings account or emergency fund, kind of however you need to, or what you need to do, um, making each of those processes as automatic as possible. Mm-hmm. So, and then for like, for instance, for a small business, someone who just started their business and they don't understand a lot of, um, budgeting or investing and uh, they're in the very beginning stages of their business and then they are not a really having even the budget to work with an accountant which i think they should you know in the, at the very if i knew like i had to in the very very beginning of stages of my business i probably would be way far off than i am right now but i think it's like you know, happens at the right time. So I'm not going to beat myself for that. But uh, if you are right now, listeners, please, uh, in the very beginning of your stage, just please just, you know, work with an, an accountant because that is going to save you so much headache and so much time. Um, but let's per se, someone who can't or just, you know, in the very beginning, um, where would you... Uh, tell them to start with as far as like structuring their their money and uh, you know even like a preparing for taxes and things like that yes um, I think some very beneficial good steps for somebody just starting out um, number one would be to open a business bank account I to mm-hmm. keep as much, you know, really keep the business and personal separate. So that makes it a lot easier for tax time. You are sure you are getting all your deductions for your business expenses. Mm-hmm. Um, also, while you were there setting up your business bank account, if you could also set up um, a business savings account, um, a good thing to do, especially as soon as you start turning a profit, is making sure you're setting aside a percentage for income taxes. I know a lot of small business owners are, you know, LLCs. And so that means you as a person have to pay the taxes on the net income of the company. But to the extent when that money comes into the company, you can set that aside into a savings account, mm-hmm. then you have the money there for taxes and there aren't any surprises when you're end. Um, mm-hmm. How much did you suggest um, when they start making money? Because in the very beginning, I don't think they need to set too much. But let's say right. if they start making um, a quite, you know, significant amount of money, how much would you uh, suggest them to start 
putting on the side? So um, I would suggest to, you might want to talk with your tax, your, have that person talk to their individual tax accountant to understand mm -hmm. your federal income tax rate. So, um, and that would be the percentage you would need to set aside. A lot of small business owners also have to pay self-employment tax and other mm -hmm. taxes. So your um, tax accountant can look at your own financial situation and say how much is appropriate. I think it's usually, I would say roughly between 20 and 35%. There are some differences now with the qualified business income deduction, but mm -hmm. in general, in that range um, is what you would want to set aside for federal. And then there may also be some um, state or mm -hmm. city taxes, depending on where you live. So again, yeah. um, but also, you know, something to, just to keep in mind as people are starting out is eventually you're going to have, even if in the beginning, you're not making as much money, but as it grows, a piece of that does need to be set aside. Mm hmm. Awesome. It's good to know. Um, I, I actually, we pay federal taxes, so it then becomes like, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. So you, you ended up learning a lot. Um, even if you just have a side of hustle, you know, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be a, a full-time small business side of hustle. You have to to make sure that you are being prepared for taxes. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> yes, because even, even if let's say it's 30%, but if you get to, what is it, April, and you, you weren't thinking or planning ahead for 30% of each month of income the year before, that can add up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with you. So I make sure that I'm definitely I'm always putting on the side, you know, even if you, even if you don't have to pay that much, at least it's extra money and then I can roll over for next year, mm -hmm. you know, um, I don't know if I'm operating in the right way or in the wrong way, but at least to me, it's like, a, it's on, it's like, it's, it's a saving. Yeah, that's great. We never, we never know. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, what else I want to ask you? So as far as like, uh, I think I, I, I would just want to change it up a little bit about instead of focusing on business, but more like a personal. Um, and how would you, I know you work more with like a business, but working with um, just a general, I would say like, I like just call general population. I don't know if this is the right term or not, you know, um, with families, for instance, how would you like, would like set up a, where, where you would you actually not set up, but invest your money more wisely? You know, you mentioned about 401k, mm -hmm. but 401k, it might not be the like just as secure because I, I don't know if I'm wrong or not. I have heard so many about 401ks. They and uh, most investors suggest to invest in like real estate or you know other things. So, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think I think it could vary depending on your risk appetite and your mm -hmm. um, interest in it. So. If you, if you don't want to be actively involved, then um, 
I think, you know, a standard fund in the, on the market. So like mm -hmm. a Vanguard index fund, um, then you're investing in the market and you're getting the average returns. That way, ideally, if you could make it tax, tax deferred in a retirement account, such as a Roth IRA or something mm -hmm. else, um, that's even better. Uh, I don't have any personal experience with real estate, but I know mm -hmm. that um, it can be another good vehicle, especially if you are knowledgeable or interested in figuring out, you know, and learning about it. Um, mm -hmm. I think there are a lot of benefits to, the, to going that route as well. awesome yeah that's pretty cool yeah I don't I don't have it's just to have those quite you know those questions because we all were trying to to create a healthy lifestyle and uh, finances is part of a healthy lifestyle because mm -hmm. again if you are stressing about money it will affect your life it will affect your health you know we're creating many issues so anxiety you know depression and all that stuff so i think that money it's something that some people don't talk too much and uh i remember we were talking a little bit about looking at your finances right so that's something that i i still struggle but i'm making the effort to making an appointment with my finances Right now, I was like twice a month. I'm a, I want to do every single week, you know, do that appointment and just really, really look at my finances and be realistic to myself. So how do you structure your own finances? That's what I, like, I think we're going to benefit a lot. <laughs> Learn from you. No, I think that's, I think what you're doing is, is very proactive and very smart. I think a lot of people can get overwhelmed and so then not face it. And so if you keep putting it off, it's going to exactly like you said, cause stress and anxiety and then almost makes the problem worse. So mm -hmm. um, I think exactly the steps that you are taking are, um, are very smart. And so I think Yes, looking at what is coming in, what is going out, um, mm -hmm. and then also trying to to take that in out as far as you can. So if you know, ideally, I guess, to retirement is mm -hmm. how much are you going to need? And so backing into the goals that way, it also, I think, can help um, give you the longer term vision of what you're doing and why you're doing it. Um, also, I think as entrepreneurs, you have the ability to have more well, you have a lot more flexibility in mm -hmm. the amount you can earn good and bad. So mm -hmm. um, understanding what those goals are and then backing into them and making it very as detail oriented as possible. So if I want to have this many sales, this is how many calls I have because I typically convert this much. And so backing into all of your sales goals as much as possible and then layering that into your expenses and where you, your goals for savings and making sure you pay, again, attention to the compounding interest. So if you have um, credit card debt or other debt that is, mm -hmm. you know, that you're paying interest on versus mm. being able to put the money away and earn interest. So as mm -hmm. much as you can shift that balance and um, again, look at it, really calculate how much 
is going out in interest expense versus how much you could be earning in interest income and try to um, keep moving in the direction that is going to start earning, having your money earn money for you as opposed to somebody else. Yeah. So would you suggest someone who has like a lot of um, debt or debt and their, you know, their finances right now, would you recommend them to just kind of like start paying off or save? Um, I think there's some, I don't, I like a lot of um, what Dave Ramsey has to say mm -hmm. about like, I don't know if you've heard about the debt snowball and so tackling um, the smallest debt first. And he, I think there's some, everybody has differing views, but I do mm -hmm. think his method is very straightforward in that. Let's say you have multiple debts as opposed to tackling the one mathematically with the highest interest rate, instead tackle the smallest. Mm -hmm. And then once that is paid off, um, move that payment to the next one. Mm -hmm. And so to the next smallest. So it's very um, satisfying and you can see the progress. And then you're also taking, let's say your smallest debt was $100 a month um, in payments and you threw an extra, let's say 50. Mm. Once that's paid off, you take that 150 and, you, and instead of getting to keep it, mm -hmm. you put it on the yeah. next one. So um, I think that's one strategy that, mm -hmm. that is good. I like that. Like a snowball. It makes completely sense. Most people, I think they don't think about it. They might, you know, pay off very quickly one, like this mall. And then it's like, oh, it's extra saving. It's like extra money. Let me just spend this money and something else. But, you know, just rolling over to the next and to the next, um, that, it's very smart. I never thought about that. I'm just thinking right now, I was like, you know, like car payment, my loan. So like, yeah, I can pay that off very quickly. And then whatever is like, when I, I finish this, I can pay off my house. What a smart thing. Never thought about that. <laughs> so um, I just want to shift a little bit um, about so what you what are you actually like personally like to do yourself to keep it up with like everything you have going on your you know your business your life um your kids how do you maintain all that and still like being very positive and continue like just striving um, I still process. I'm definitely learning and I do enjoy the, I really enjoy the process of learning, like how much, um, we've learned in our mastermind and mm -hmm. kind of refi refining the, some of the time blocking I've been, um, improving on that. Definitely exercise getting it, especially if I can get mm -hmm. outside. Um, I try to do that usually at least usually between five to seven days a week. And that, mm -hmm. um, that helps. <laughs> make everything mm -hmm. easier <laughs> mm -hmm. as, absolutely. as you know I, yeah I absolutely agree like when you move your body like earlier I was just feeling a little like oh my god I don't know like I'm you know I was not feeling my 100% so I was like I start I put a, a, a music and I start dancing and my energy just shifted like completely 
you know, just moving your body is just like, even if it has to be for five minutes, it just brings back that energy and then you can keep doing your own work, right? Mm -hmm. So can you share with us a, a strategy that we can do to save a little bit more money for the holidays? It can, it can be your personal strategy. Good one. Do you, do you like to buy things on sale? Do you recommend us to just, I don't know, what do you normally do? I, um, to be honest with yeah. you, it's like. Normally, uh, just, I'd say eating out less is where one mm -hmm. of the ways that. Um, mm. Yeah. Packing yeah. all the lunches and, and making everything. And I usually, um, luckily everyone in my family is very, um good with leftovers so just making mm -hmm. extra and stretching it so yeah those are those no I, I completely agree I it's so true you know a lot of people think of like um because i would say like a 80 percent of my listeners are into fitness and healthy eating and then you know they're trying to they're striving not a trying they're striving to become a better version of themselves and uh, i hear a lot of people saying like you know i don't have time for meal prepping i don't have time for this or that but not only because of your health, but the health of your finances as well. You know, when you think about it, you brought up something that's so important that most people are not realizing that making at home, even though sounds like it's more expensive, in the long term, it's less expensive because you are buying things in bulk. You're preparing yourself. You're making the entire meal for the entire family, maybe of, you know, five, six people. And you would spend way less than buying from fast food restaurants. And uh, another thing that I think a lot of people were not realizing is that when you are cooking at home and preparing a healthier version of your favorite food, you are also investing on your own health. So you're, is it like, is it inch, like a health insurance? Yes. Yes. And I'm not as good as this, good at it as I would like to be, but I also think about that mm -hmm. um, as the primary person who is in charge of cooking and grocery shopping in our mm -hmm. family, um, you know, I'm affecting everyone's health by what I choose mm -hmm. to cook and make oh, verse when I make the decision, you know, when we say, oh, let's just go out to eat or, oh, let's, mm -hmm. um, order a pizza. So it's yeah. um, not as perfect as it, as perf or I'm not perfect at it, but I do try to keep in mind that that's, you're making, you know, decisions that could help or hurt mm -hmm. your family. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, I think you, you brought up something is very important. One, nothing, nothing is perfect. You know, you are doing your best as a mom and as a wife to provide the best with what you can do to your family. But I think you brought up something is very important is that you are setting the example to your entire family. And you are the primary person who goes grocery shopping and cooking. So you are in charge of what you're gonna feed your family, right? Of course, people like you might have some picky eaters here and there, but 
that doesn't mean that you will, you know, in my mind, I don't have kids, but if I had a kid, I believe that your children will eat whatever you provide to them, you know, and then of course they might not like, but they will eat. And eventually as you make this fun and entertain for them, they will end up like, oh, I like this, you know, because it's fun. It's not a, mm-hmm. some, like, it's not a church or it's like, oh, if you don't eat, you're not going to have dessert. So yeah, this is not a, it's not a, you're not a teaching anything to your family, to your kids, you know, in my mind, I might be wrong, but um, I know a lot of parents probably would be just saying like, you don't have kids, so you don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but um, I work with adults who are trying to change their lifestyle and their eating habits, and it's the same way, mm-hmm. you know? And I think it always starts when you're little and the way your, parent, your parents raised you. Um, so I think you are doing an amazing job or really doing your best, you know? And again, you just... I want to acknowledge you right now because you just said, you know, like you are the one and then you are doing your best. So that's amazing. I've learned a lot from you and your knowledge of nutrition and the human body. So I appreciate all of that. Oh, thank you. What you share and I hope to learn more. Yeah. Oh yeah. You will for sure. (laughs) (laughs) So we are about to wrap up here. And uh, I always like to finish with some follow-up questions. And um, okay, so what are you grateful for right now in your life? Um, I am grateful for the um, just getting to watch Luke and Colin grow and see them change so much recently. And then also for... Um, for you and all the people I've met in the Fast Foundations Mastermind, I feel like it's a really good experience and getting just to know so many great individuals is, is a blessing. Oh, I'm grateful for you too. And uh, what is one book or, or at least two or three that has changed your, your life? Um, I would say the best one is the seven habits of highly effective people. That was one that um, it's hard to get through because you're, it causes you to think a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to re- reread, but it was very good. Mm-hmm. And uh, what are you working on right now in your life? I think now that uh, Sugar Creek Consulting is, um, we're at the over two year mark. We are, I'm working on, of how do we get to what does the next step look like and mm-hmm. getting there so i would say that's our next challenge awesome so, oh yeah you can see how it's always evolving no matter where you are in the process though <laughs> i know so has anything that uh you want to share with us that i have not asked you no i just want to thank you for um this podcast, I've enjoyed so many episodes and what you're doing um, oh. and all the knowledge you're sharing online. I think I really appreciate it. And um, you are inspiring. Oh, thank you. I really, I received. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, um, and uh, 
where can we find you? Um, so my company is Sugar Creek Consulting. We're at sugarcreekconsulting.com and mm-hmm. I am on Instagram at Emily Rab. Awesome. 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 Guys, go check it out, Emily, and go follow her on the Instagram because she's sharing a lot about her life. And also we'll give you some tips how to save a little bit more money or to how to, you know, um, create a more profitable business. And that's awesome. So Emily, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate your time. Our listeners, we will appreciate your time as well. I know that for sure. This is was very, very valuable to me and for my listeners. And uh, I just want to say thank you for, thank you for being with us. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All righty, guys. Thanks so much for joining us today, and uh, we will see you next week. Bye-bye.